Welcome to Women of the Wild, where education and opportunities are key, and friendships are made to last a lifetime. Got him? You think we got him? We got him. You said that yesterday. <laughs> Alright, Skylar, what do we got here? We got a oh. nice looking red ball. Yeah. another episode of Women of the Wild podcast. I am your host, Linda White. Today, I have my co-host, Felicia Marie, with me, and our guest is Bethany Bethard. How are you doing, Bethany? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great. How are you doing, Felicia? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on, Bethany. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So, well, why don't we just jump right into it? Let's talk a little bit about how you you know, really got started in the outdoors, um, anything that's really kind of inspired you and, and pushed you along your way and into your journey. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up in the countryside of Oklahoma on 55 acres, kind of a country girl. Uh, but getting me into the outdoors was always a way of life. Um, my grandfather was a big outdoorsman and then his father and his father before him, like we have pictures, I mean, five generations, I can go from me up of hunters and outdoors, you know, outdoorsmen. And, uh, yeah, my grandpa didn't have any boys. He had all girls and he was like, that's not going to stop him from carrying on this way life. And so, yeah, I just was raised that way. And, um, it just continued on now with me and my kids. Oh, that's awesome. So were you kind of the only little girl that you knew that was, you know, out hunting or, or was the community that you grew up in, you know, a little more diverse? So growing up, I really didn't do much hunting. I was kind of always like maybe most girls, the one like on the back end, like we did a lot of the butchering. We did a lot of the, you know, stuff where, I mean, other than like predators, things around the house when every time my grandpa came to visit we would do stuff like you know rabbit hunting and things like that but I really only went hunting a few times as a kid um but I knew once I had adulthood I had told my husband I was like this is something that I really want to do on my own like you know I want to do this now and he didn't grow up hunting either so um along the way we had been mentored and stuff and now you know we hunt and stuff all the time but yeah I had a lot of friends that were country friends, but I was always kind of the minority, even more the minority of uh, the girl that was, you know, doing outdoor stuff, four-wheelers and hunting and, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to hear, um, you know, and, and you really have, I feel, 
blossomed in the outdoor community. I love following you. I love watching you. Um, I, you know, we've connected a couple times and, and really, girl, let me tell you, you inspire the heck out of me. You really do. Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you with, with being a, a wife of, you know, a, a gentleman that's deployed a lot and being a mom of five kids and everything else, like you really, I, I'd love to know how you balance it all, how you get all this done, because I don't know if I could. Uh. spoiler alert alert, I am a rolling ball of chaos and I don't get it all done but I try to manage my chaos well I think that's a big misconception um you know I try to share throughout my deployment some of the hard times you know my kids got sick uh like I only went turkey hunting one weekend and because they had cut the turkey season short here in Oklahoma and I only had a short window and then my kids got sick. And so it doesn't always happen for me, but when it does happen, I try to make the best of it because those are your, you know, as a mom, you take moments to just breathe. And those moments may be few and far between and me going into the woods. You know, I do take my kids with me from time to time, but I try to go by myself. I do a solo hunt a lot. Uh, that was something I really had to learn quickly. Um, if I was going to hunt, I was going to have to hunt alone. Uh, even my husband's here, he watches the kids most of the time. It's really hard to get a babysitter for five kids and we are a military family. So we're not always close to family or have connections to have like a good solid, you know, childcare situation. So, um, you know, last year I deer hunted and elk hunted on my own and, you know, I mean, they always come afterwards and help me, you know, recover and stuff like that. But I do a lot of the hunting on my own and, um, Sometimes I just don't like, you know, get out in the woods as much as I want to, but I know it's a season of life. At some point, my kids are going to be teenagers and be able to take care of themselves, you know, or out of the house and things like that. So yeah, it is complicated, but I just encourage women to not give up. And, you know, I've been seasons of life whenever I've been more of the support on the back end because I've had nursing babies and pregnant and things like that. So um, yeah, it, it's, it is, it is crazy. <laughs> you seem to, to juggle it very well though. Um, and finding that, that peace and that mom time for yourself too is so important. Um, I think it's fantastic. You got five kids and, you know, a lot of times your husband's not home. So you are just making the best of what you can. And I think it's important for people to know that, but it's not always this picture perfect that people see on social media, that there are hard times. So really commend you on sharing that as well um, of, you know, all the hard times that are out there and it's okay to have those. Yes, for sure. And I I appreciate that. And, you know, I think, you know, I grew up in the nineties. My mom didn't hunt as much because there wasn't so much of that network that we have now where you can meet up with people and, and uh, you know, not everybody wants to hunt with somebody that's married, obviously, or allow you to hunt their property. If your husband's not going to be there, like I, I ran into that as a married woman already. And, um, I think that my mom, you know, now she hunts and stuff now, and, but it's a regret of hers not doing as much as she could have earlier on. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be in those, those same steps. You know, I want, it can, it is doable. It just might not look like everybody else's journey, you know, and that's fine. I want to live my journey. I want to be a well-rounded sportswoman. And I feel like you can, there's always something you can learn, whether it was an unsuccessful, and I say that with 
very loose terms hunt because you can always learn something when you go out, you know, you can study wind direction a little bit more sending up or patterns or, you know, scout a little bit better. You know, every time I go out, I feel like there's something I can take away. And, um, I feel like a lot of people compare their journeys. It's so easy to do that these days. Cause you just see a window front of everybody else's, you know, hunt trip. And it might be, and I, and I, you could see maybe like a hundred pictures and those were all taken in like probably a one week span of somebody's hunt, but you're like, Oh my gosh, they're always out there. And that's just not true, you know? And so, um, I try to, you know, even whenever I post old stuff, I try to say something like, you know, no, like this is, I'm not out there right now, you know, and stuff like that, because uh, I have had that brought up to me before, like you get out there all the time. And I'm like, no, actually I don't. <laughs> so, you had brought up about lessons and, and stuff. Um, what are some of the lessons that you have learned along the way? You know, you do a lot of solo hunts on your own. So, I mean, really, I'm, I'm assuming some of it is kind of trial and error and, you know, yes. kind of figuring it out all by yourself. So what are some of the things that you've learned along the way? Um, so I hunt a military installation. Some of my big game kills that I've showed from like last year, my elk. And my deer from last year and stuff was on a military installation, which is pretty much public land with a lot more regulations. You're not allowed cameras. You're not allowed baiting. You're not allowed like, um, like anything. And there could have been troops in that zone that you checked out like the day before. Actually, when I killed my elk, there was troops in the same zone. They were just not oh, where I was hunting at. So, um, you know, really learning the animal like really studying the biology, their patterns, you know, it, it's not always the, you don't always have like these prime opportunities where like, you know, my parents' property, when I hunt out there, that's a stand that I've had set up. I have cameras out there, you know, I have feeders and things like that. It's not always like that. So really becoming well-versed and just what the animal is doing with their, you know, what, type of mating or mating season like there's different things that are going on because um yeah it's been it's been a challenge for sure and as solo hunting as a woman too being very aware I've ran into some situations that were not uh you know definitely been on alert and stuff and so I think that um it really pushed me to become a better outdoors woman because I have had to be in those situations where I've really had to learn and um, yeah, it's definitely been trial and error <laughs> and luck, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, don't, I can't really think of like so much really super specific, but yeah, I've learned a lot and just really pushing myself to continue to learn. I think that's important for a lot of women to, to realize like, you know, you, you have a lot of post stories of you in the outdoors, but it's great to hear you say, I don't know it all. I'm constantly mm -hmm. learning. I'm, I'm constantly putting myself out there to get new experiences, to learn more. You know, I think that's, I think that's fantastic because I think sometimes, you know, we get into this niche, you know, where we, oh, I, I know everything that I can about this. And, and that's not true. You know, there's always a situation yeah. or, or something where, we need to be on alert. We need to say, Hey, I don't know it all. And I think that's, that's fantastic that you recognize that you're always learning, you know? I yes, for sure. Great. And I think the outdoors is all, also changing all the time. 
And mm-hmm. so we need to learn how to change with it and learn with it. And for sure, I, you know, actually surround myself with girls that are better hunters than me <laughs> because, you know, my best friend that I have here that we talk all the time, you know, I had never duck hunted before and I got into duck hunting with one of my good friends and, you know, she runs dogs and now through one of my Instagram followers gave me a beagle puppy. So I'm kind of getting into like running dogs and I'm rabbit hunting and stuff. And so, yeah, you definitely don't know, but I think if you don't push yourself to to continue learning, it kind of becomes stagnant, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I definitely don't want people to think that I'm a know-it-all. I just know what I do know, but I want to learn more. And I'm not, I think that's another thing that everybody feels like just because you post something on social media that all of a sudden you feel like you're an expert or something, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't know that. You know, like, uh, so yeah, I just definitely not, not too proud over here for sure. Yeah. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter how long you've been hunting. There's always something to still learn. So I think that's a really good key and point to it all with you being as diverse as you are in the hunting world. What is your favorite game to chase? Uh, I'm a definitely a big game. I, I mean, oh man, I've like, I love it all. I really do. But elk hunting is so fun. And now I say elk hunting loosely because I've only hunted elk in Oklahoma, which is also like a coveted area. It's not Colorado, but it's a different type of mountain range. It's a lot smaller <laughs> scale, uh, but that has definitely been fun. I love hunting deer though. White tail deer has been, um, I love, I would go out every day if I could hunting deer. I love it. Now you're also very avid uh, in the turkey world too, right? Yes, I am. And actually, I've never killed a turkey. <laughs> I've went several times. Uh, we've had a really big decline in turkeys here in Oklahoma. They've actually shortened the seasons. They've uh, lowered the quota down to one turkey for the whole state per person. Like, it's very uh, low. And so um, the military installation, because we're a military family, it is also hard to move around and constantly be trying to find areas to hunt. And so thankfully the military base that we have provides hunting and, or access to hunt uh, is very heavily regulated, but they haven't had a turkey season in like four years because their numbers have been so low. So um, yeah, I am avid in the turkey. I do a lot of stuff with NWTF. I do um, a lot of, and I love doing that. I, and I've been out a couple of times, but uh, this last year I actually went out, but I just could not confirm a good enough beard on the ones that were in front of me. So I just chose to be better safe than sorry. And I let the turkeys pass. So yeah, I remember seeing you um, on some of the NWTF stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So what is yeah. your involvement with them? So I've been a committee member on several of their banquets. I've been in the hunting heritage chapter um right currently we're doing a camo and pearls banquet that's coming up and it's all a full committee of just women hunters here in oklahoma that are putting it on and so that's really exciting and um you know get to raise some money for the nwtf and also for the women hunters here in oklahoma and to put back into what we're doing and we do certain hunts they have the women in the outdoors program that i've done that's also a part of the NWTF and I've done range days with them and things like that. So wherever they need me pretty much. (laughs) That's incredible. You're doing a wonderful job. So let's talk a little bit about how did you decide, you know, with 
moving all over the country with having, you know, the family that you do, you, you definitely mm-hmm. are busy just at home. So yeah. how the heck did you decide that, you know what, I want to volunteer my time and, and give back to, you know, different outdoor organizations and everything, you know, what, what sparked that? Well, I started learning that there was hunting on some military places. So when we lived in Hawaii and when we were leaving there, I had learned that one of the installations on the bit in Hawaii had wild hogs. And I was like, Oh, I wish I had done that, you know, and I wasn't too, I had a lot of littles at the time. Um, and so we moved and my husband started getting mentored by his mass sergeant. They became best friends. We actually ended up getting a deer lease with them. And, um, that was in Florida. Hmm. We lived in Florida. The deer lease was in Georgia. We spent most of our time there. And the number one thing that gets hunters in the outdoors is mentorship. You know, my husband didn't come from a family of hunters and even getting into the outdoors, it's a community. And I wanted other women to know that it's relatable to me. Like that's, I can do it too, because she's a mom and she does it. And so when we moved back to Oklahoma, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm hunting every season that I can here. And the first season was turkey hunting. And just so happened the uh, Oklahoma wildlife department, which I've done some things with them, um, put on a little fireside chat just for women, turkey hunters. And uh, so I joined the little zoom and I was on there listening in and Um, you know, they were talking about turkey hunting and I learned to call. I learned, I was doing shot placement. I did like everything that I was going to do. because I was going to take my bow out there, my crossbow and, um, yeah, I was unsuccessful, but I learned a lot that year. And so I was like, at the end of it, they were like, oh, there's a woman in the outdoors program for the NWTF. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to get involved with that. And then I became best friends with the coordinator and, I mean, it's just been taken off ever since I really have been blessed, but I feel like it's vulnerable. You got to put yourself out there. Like you said, you can't either know it all all the time. And I was like, if I can help another mom feel like I don't have to lose myself with my kids and wait until they're 18. And then I have other moms that are like, I want my kids to be outdoorsmen too. I want them to have that skill. Well, you can't be it if you can't see it. And that's for everything across the board. I do a really big thing about just like women of other ethnicities being represented in the outdoors. You can't be it if you can't see it. Moms, children, if your kids aren't watching you do it, they're not going to be that way either. So I just started getting involved with stuff and doing it as much as I can. You know, I've taken kids with me to NWTF banquets and yeah, I just get involved where I can, you know, and and it's not all everything that I want to do, but yeah. Well, I think you do a great job, but you said it's not everything that you want to do. What other things do you want to do? What, what does the future hold for you? What can we expect? Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. I have, I'm just kind of on this roller coaster. Like I just became part of DSG's hunt team. Uh, I'm just like opportunities that present themselves that I didn't have before. I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is awesome. I would just like to get out in the door in the outdoors more. And obviously I want to get my kids in the outdoors more. Um, and so hopefully, you know, I can work it to where we'll be able to, you know, do that. I don't know with the military family, we could be moving 
there's no telling, you know, where we're going to move next. And so I'm like, as long as that has good hunting, I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would like to get an, involved more. I'd like to get, I would like to put more content out there and just, you know, really help other women. You know, I, I've mentored women from afar, maybe come up with some things where I could do that at a larger scale because, uh, I have a lot of women that, are stuck in the learning stage. I tell them like, you're just in the learning stage right now. Soak up as much as you can, because there's going to be a point when you're doing and you don't want to be trying to YouTube something on the go or whatever. So yeah, I wish, I, I, I hope that I can do more in that aspect and definitely giving back to the conservation and being more of an impact in that area. Yeah, I definitely can see that. I could see that for you. Like you put yourself out there so much. And I think that that's fantastic. Um, for, like you said, for other women to relate to, because I'll tell you, there's sometimes where I see some things that you put out there and I'm like, man, you, you definitely just put it all out. Like <laughs> you definitely just put it all out there. And I, I think yeah. that's fantastic because we need to be able to see, I think that part is inspiring to other women to be able to see, you know, it's not always the great days. It's not always, it's not always bad days though, either. You know, there's, there's, hills out there and but I think it's great too to hear that you're so involved with um the turkey federation yet you've never killed a turkey um yeah and I think that's so cool <laughs> like you yeah. know um just to hear the support you know that you're giving women and trying to get out there so I mean in in the reality of it is in turkey hunting I mean you're still brand new you know, yeah. um, in a way, but you're learning so much as you're going and surrounding yourself with other women who really are rock stars at it too, you know? And I think that's yes. great, you know? Um, yes. And you were talking earlier about like the community that that's out there, the outdoor community, you know, since kind of really jumping in, you know, what are some of the the different things that you have witnessed in the women's outdoor community over the last year, couple of years, have you seen a growth? Have you seen more of a, a representation? You know, what are your views and thoughts? For sure. Um, I think that, you know, the, the outdoor community in general is growing. And I think a lot of it has to do with COVID and people realizing I need this connection back to my food I need to get outdoors more and things like that. But for the women, you know, as far as me, I have been connected with some amazing women like you guys. I have a lot of friends with Real Camo Girl and you just DSG and they're just women supporting women to get out there from all walks of life, you know, and that's something I can get behind. That's the things that I want to do you know, whenever I started watching <clears throat> Felicia start this and growing this woman on the wall, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm submitting for this count. I'm doing this. I'm liking this bus because these are real women, real stories. We're not just like this, you know, magazine poster picture, you know, like we're actually out there cleaning, like you show all the time with your trapping. I always show my kids your live videos and I, I love it. This is, this is real. And that's a, the other part why I post everything that I post because I want people to relate. I want people to see the vulnerability of the things that I post about 
And I also want them to feel the authenticity behind it because I see there's a lot of people in the outdoor world. And even I do a lot of second amendment things too, but it's just not authentic. You can't feel, and I want people to read my stuff over time following me, know that like, this is like genuinely, she cares about this. And, um, you know, I care about if a woman has a dream to, a woman has a dream to get in the outdoors. I want her to feel like that is attainable for her, you know, and it's not always this, I'm getting a kill every single time, you know? And so, yeah, I share all the time. Like, yeah, I have not killed a turkey. I've been out for two years. I've hunted public land once. I hunted private land. I've been close to turkeys. I haven't, I've just, the Tom, the Tom, excuse me, the Tom has not been there. And I just feel like, uh, that's real. Like people just, we need to talk about the real moments here, you know? So, yeah. No, it's really important um, to talk about those things, about being real and being authentic, because like you said, when people see these picture perfect, they always expect for everything to like line up all the time. And I mean, that's not reality. That's not hunting. So it's really important to do that. And I don't think it's done enough. And like you said, with Linda, with the trap line or, you know, Megan, or even these girls out fishing, like there's days where you're going to get skunked. And being able to overcome that and not let that take you over and fall into falling out of love with hunting because those days are there. Yeah, for sure. I I posted last year being on my boat and I was like, this is what it looks like fishing with kids. It was literally just me fixing a rod because like I didn't fish that the whole time we were out there. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just fixing fishing poles the whole time. But you know, now like two of my kids, I don't even have to fix it. Like they can do all their own stuff, you know? And I was like, eventually it won't look like this. And I'll be like, do you want to go hunting to my kids, you know, or fishing or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I have a friend, she just had a baby. She had prepared all last year to hunt. She's been, you know, doing all the, now she has this little newborn and she can't get away for enough. And I'm like, listen, it's a season. We go through seasons of life and there's going to be time where you're going to be able to get out there. You're going to be able to do it and it, it will be worth it. You know, when I killed the elk for by myself, solo hunting, like I was like this, I've let all these moments have led up to this. You know, when I killed my first deer, I was like this, all those sits led up to this, you know? So yeah, I think that people just need to share about that more. And there's just, I feel like there's either too much, not like not authentic things or just bickering about what weapon you're using or something, you know, silly out there that the outdoor community, I feel like that we're a part of is outside of that. Like those aren't things like just women supporting women. And I I love that. Yeah. I definitely see that, you know, it's the, it's the Ford Chevy, you know, debate (laughs) on everything, you know, what kind of gun do you want a crossbow? Do you, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing. Yeah. And I love, I will, I will tell you, I feel like the majority of the women outdoor community does not get seem to get hung up on that. No, you know, yeah. um, that's definitely, in my opinion, str- yeah. you know, fully in my opinion, a macho thing. Yeah. And the women don't yeah. seem to <laughs> don't seem to bother yeah. in that too, too much. We're um, too busy answering the comments of those macho people on our comments. Right. <laughs> so say something. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> so, 
And now a short word from our sponsors. Spark that fire and passion for the great outdoors through the gift of reading and learning with your kids. Dr. Josh Farr's vivid storytelling will captivate and teach your little ones through books like The ABCs of Hunting, Let's Go Out and Play, and his latest book, coming soon, The ABCs of the Outdoors. Your kids will love the great stories and bright, colorful pictures as they learn about friendship, life, and nature. See all of Dr. Josh Farr's books at drjoshfarr.com. That's D-R-J-O-S. H-F-A-R-R.com. Well, you see, trappers are a special breed of people. We're dedicated, committed, and passionate about what we do and who we are. Each and every one of us has an intense desire to be the very best we can. So in a world of skinny jeans, man buns, and pumpkin spice lattes, sometimes you just have to stop, push back, and tell the world, that's not me. Whether you're from the far north or in the deep south, and anywhere in between, Southern Snares can help you succeed at getting the job done and being who you are. Girls with Guns Clothing is a proud sponsor of Women of the Wilds podcast. If you are looking for hunting gear, be sure to check out our new fall collection, including the launch of our new Artemis Generation 2 lineup. With Girls with Guns, you know that our gear has been designed and field tested by women who actually hunt and wear this gear. We have an amazing team of women who contribute and share their ideas and extensive field testing so that our gear works for you in multiple hunting environments. We build our gear for women of all shapes and sizes, made by women for women. If you want to try out GWG, you can go to gwgclothing.com and use WILD15 for a discount off of your first order. Hey everyone, Andy from ACC Crappie Sticks. I want to tell you about our full line of vertical jigging and live scoping crappie rods. We have from 10 foot to 13 foot in mid seat to rear seat and available in cork and super grip handles to cover all of your vertical fishing and live scoping needs. Go to acccrappiesticks.com. Thank you. We would also like you to check out Sawmill Creek Bait and Lures. RMC Custom Calls, Atlantic Coral Enterprise, Blast and Cast Guide Service, Epler Fur, Feather Moon Calls, Shangalaya Safaris, Shelly Emmer with Dirty Girl Guide Service, and Hunting Day Podcast. So with your kids, um, you know, where... Where do you see them? Do you see them, you know, getting into the hunting, getting into the fishing more? Um, do you, I mean, I'm sure, you know, when you're taking them out, there's little sparks in some of them and other are kind of like, um, do we have For to do sure. this? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I tell my kids, you know, we, so I have pictures of my great, great grandpa. He, he was, he ran dogs and he trapped. And then my great grandpa was a fisherman. And then my grandpa was a big, he was an all around outdoorsman, but he did mostly big game hunting. He has four Boone and Crockett records. And so I tell my kids, you don't have to be a hunter. You can be a fisherman. And, you know, I also, my grandpa was also a gunsmith. And so I have kids, you know, my oldest is really into more, I think guns as like maybe second amendment, you know, he talks mm-hmm. about that, you know, uh, you know, my oldest is also special needs. So that's really another 
obstacle that we've been, you know, overcoming. He's more of like, I'll go out there and cut lanes. I will plant food plots. I will fill feeders, but I do not want to sit out there. You know, um, he's more, and he's, or action. Like I'll go duck hunting with you. Like he likes the, he have taken him duck hunting. Um, my second is getting into trapping. He has trapped an armadillo. He's trapped several cats, <laughs> um, rabbits. And so he is my all around sports. He, anytime, if you're going to take me, I'll go, I'll do anything. He want, can I kill something? Like, you know, like he really wants to go. My daughters are starting to come up. Um, I've taken one out and the poor little thing sat through the rain with me and mm-hmm. was just ecstatic to be there. So, uh, yeah, they've like, we want hunting gear for Christmas. You know, we want a BB gun. We want this. So I'm starting to see definitely a spark to do what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm just like, whatever their interest is, I will let them do that. Um, as far as the outdoors, you know, like you don't have to be a deer hunter. You can, you know, be a fisherman, you can be whatever. So as long as they're out outdoors, um, and less behind a screen is a win for me. <laughs> do you find that they are all finding their niche in the outdoors? like beside you? Yes, they really are. They really are. And I think that they have, um, the older they get, the more stuff that they do, the more that I can see which ones like which things, you know, I have a daughter that would sit there and target practice with a BB gun all day, but does not want to go put corn in the feeder and put cameras up. Like I will stay at the house, you know? So, um, I, I can definitely see the ones that are wanting to do different things. And I, and I love it. I love that they want to do it, you know, and that carry on that hunting heritage because it's a lost it's a lost skill. It's a lost tradition. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that um, kids need to just be able to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like they don't necessarily yeah. need to be hunters when they grow up. They don't necessarily need to be outdoorsmen. But I think it's a skill that they really, truly need to have in their their arsenal. You know, just in case one day, you know, COVID explodes again to where we're we're worried about shipping containers, you know, how are you going Mm -hmm. to eat? How are you going to provide for your family? And I think it's fantastic that they can look back and be like, my mom taught me how to take care of my family and how to survive if we needed to. And, and not no discredit to your husband, you know, um, he's obviously right there with you. But, you know, with him being deployed so much that you really kind of take the forefront of that. So I think that's fantastic to to later on for have your kids be like this is what my mom taught me you know <laughs> for sure yes yes and I love that that's why I love about like you know my mom she had no you know my grandpa passed everything on to her and her sisters you know there was no brothers you know it wasn't like a boy thing he was like this is just skills you need to know and every time he came out he would teach us something new and so um you know I love that and I I definitely, you know, we homeschool. So that's also part of just wanting my kids to know life skills and stuff. But um, I, I want them to, you know, they don't have, there's no pressure for them to go out. You know, they're actually begging me to go out now. And sometimes I'm like, no, like mom needs a second, you know, <laughs> mom's going this time, maybe next time. But uh, yeah, I just want them to recall that information and, and know that they, like you said, they could recall it if they needed to. Now, everything that you have harvest, I'm assuming that you eat 
as well. There, you know, there's nothing that's going to waste. Um, well, minus coyotes, but yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not eating that either. Uh, yeah. But, but with that, you know, how have you been able to kind of explain the whole circle of life to your kids? You know, like, like we are, we are out there, we are hunting, they are providing us a food, you know, and we are respecting mm-hmm. the animal by, by doing these things as well. You know, how, how has that talk gone or, or has it, has it even gone, you know? Yeah, no. So we actually went on a family, um, I don't know, escapade of learning about the Buffalo last year. All of my kids and my husband are actually members of the Choctaw tribe. And so we live in, uh, an area where the Comanche used to live and we started studying about how like they live, you know, really chasing the Buffalo herds and uh, how that diminished. And that's actually that the, in learning about the native Americans, we just told them like, you know, the Comanches never were conquered. They actually surrendered because of the loss of the Buffalo. And so we went into this whole thing. And so the kids realized how they were just taking the hides and wasting all the meat and all that stuff. And my kids were like, Oh my, like, why would they do that? Like, they're not going to eat it. That's such a waste. That's so sad. Like, so they really started coming to the realization on their own. Um, and then every time that we have, you know, harvested something and we, we tell like, we think this animal that they get their life so we can eat off this all year, you know, and we're not going to, you know, waste it and stuff like that. So uh, we definitely have talked about it. We've went into detail, you know, my kids definitely understand the reason for conservation and, you know, tags and limits and poaching. Like we talked about those things too. So uh, yeah, it's just like another way of reintegrating the newer generation up is actually teaching them the right and wrong, you know, and what, the balance of just the circle of life, you know, too. So, and we talk a lot because we kill coyotes and stuff out by my parents' property and, you know, they try to get those, there's cow, little calves out there and stuff like that. So we're like, you know, we need that calf to grow older so we can eat it, you know, and we need the coyotes are going to kill it. So why we kill, do predator control too. So yeah, we talk about that. I just, I want to commend Bethany on everything you're doing because bringing everything to the forefront. I know we've talked about it a few times, but bringing everything that you're doing to the forefront. And as a mother, as I mean, you're a military wife, but a lot of times it puts you in the life of like a single mom. Um, it, it gives that awareness to women that you can do this and you can overcome it. And like you said, every day is not going to be perfect. Every day is not going to be successful in the sense of harvesting something. But the fact that you're taking the lessons home and encouraging women, you're doing a fantastic job in everything you're doing from motherhood to being an outdoors woman to the conservation, you know, you, you really step up to the plate on every aspect. And um, I, I really think it's spectacular what you're doing. Would you want to share the platforms for people to find you on? Yeah, for sure. I have, uh, I share the most on Instagram uh, my daily life and the stories. I do a lot on Instagram. I do have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, you can just search my name, Bethany Bethard or our abundant home on either one of those. Um, and then I have a TikTok as well that I'm on too, but mostly Instagram. That's usually where you can find me the most. 
Um, but yeah, I, I love to share. I hope that women are inspired, that they at least feel encouraged, even whenever it is, um, you know, not always the best circumstances because yeah, you know, my husband is gone a lot and, or I'm in a new place that I wasn't before. And so learning to hunt somewhere new and, and getting plugged in again is, is a totally different realm that you find yourself in and stuff. So I, um, I hope that women know that, you know, it's a season of life. Like I've had five kids. There's been times that I haven't been able to do anything. You know, I've, I've watched my husband hunt more, you know? And so I, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity that I have now, but I do like to touch a lot on the days that I remember wanting to be where I am now. And, you know, I post even about wanting to hunt whenever I was little and not being able to hunt, you know, or it just wasn't in the cards for me and it is now. So yeah, I definitely hope that women find some type of, um, comfort in that because, you know, I, I just, I remember being in the, the seat where I'm just looking through the window and wishing that was what I was doing. Yeah. I definitely think you break the mold on things like that. And even your discussions, I know your TikTok, you talk a lot about like the use of a crossbow and how much yeah. it gets put down on people of, you know, this whole, like you guys were saying <laughs> earlier, the Ford versus Chevy, uh, you know, yeah. Hoyt versus Matthews, like it's okay to be different and it's okay to find your way of doing it. And I, I love that you bring that up quite often, yeah. that it's okay yeah. to find your way and it doesn't have yeah. to make sense to anybody else. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do touch about that a lot. I don't tell people that I've actually had my rotator cuff rebuilt. And so like, if you tell people like those machos, if, <laughs> oh, I've had, I've had my rotator cuff rebuilt. I've actually lost like 10% of usage. Like, oh, not you, but like everybody else. But now I actually, uh, my husband gifted me a compound bow for Christmas this year. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, start this journey, you know, like I've, it's been 17 years since my surgery and I should be able to do a lot more now. And so I'm trying it out, see how it goes, but yeah, I definitely feel like you do what makes you happy in the outdoors. If you want to wear makeup, if you want to, you know, look cute, if you want to not, if you want to use a crossbow gun, bow, whatever, go do that. Because at the end of the day, you bought it you're eating it. You do the work for it. So who cares, you know, what you're doing. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I've ran into that before just like, Oh, like even like this, like the makeup thing, you know, Oh, you wear makeup. Like, yeah, if I want to wear makeup. I'm going to wear makeup. Like who cares? So no, you're absolutely right. You find your way of doing it and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. As long as you're the one putting in the effort, nobody has the right to tell you how to do it. As long as you're doing it ethically think that those are these are stories that women need to hear you know like it is chaotic and that's yes. okay um yes. you know and and just like you said you know being able to use whatever you need you know i i deal with that a lot in the on the trapping side of things you know i always tell women the end result is the same but how you get from a to b may be a little bit different because you have smaller hands or you can't lift as much or you can't you know pull back that bow or or however it, whatever is comfortable for you. And, and I love that you put that out there for people, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. 
And I think yeah, and I think there's a lot of beginning hunters that get discouraged because they're not doing it like whoever they're trying to, you know, they're getting their, you know, modeling from and stuff. So I'm like, I hope that when people come across, you know, my page and in the women that I'm associated with that they feel like, oh, like, well, she doesn't do it that way. And so maybe I can do it my way, you know? So yeah, like you said, like, you're going to have to make adjustments and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think social media, like, that's a good thing and a bad thing lately. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a great thing because you can connect to women out there. Like, for instance, for you, you and I would have never met without social media. Felicia and I would have never met without social media. I have some some women in my life who I truly look up to and truly cherish their friendships because of social media. But then at the same time, it's very easy to compare yourself, you know, like this person isn't doing this the way I do it or I should or maybe I'm doing it wrong. So um, I commend you for putting yourself out there and saying some of the things that maybe some of us don't as in like, hey, just because I do it this way doesn't mean it's the right way or or how you need to do it. And I love that. And I and like I said, I really commend you for for putting yourself out there for being so raw on things. That's that's fantastic. And and I'm so glad that we've been able to connect. For sure. Uh, social media has been a blessing, like you said, for the most part, it really has, you know, I've met amazing women like you girls, you know, just amazing disconnections. Like you, you don't get that normally. I mean, I don't have a lot of friends that are like, I have no friends actually in this immediate town. I have friends now in Oklahoma, but that's because of social media that was connected to them. And it is a curse in the sense of you see the best of most of what people put out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even me, like I don't share like the most, like my worst days, you know, but I really do try to share a lot of the craziness and stuff because, um, you do see so much of that. And another thing is, you know, I am a minority and I grew up where I was always the minority and made me a super strong person because of that. But in the outdoor community, Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of minority hunters and I hope to shed more light on, um, just the representation of that, because like you, like I've said before, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And there's a lot of like just history that's not being taught of minority hunting. You know, obviously everybody hunted for food, you know, like we didn't just like come up and be like oh only these people hunted like everybody at some point you know gathered and hunted their mm-hmm. own food and so uh, it's just been lost along the way for some people and a lot of people are reconnecting back to that and so I find a lot of messages I get a lot of messages from I, I there's a mom that follows me she actually has like nine kids and one of her daughters is biracial. She always sends me pictures. She's like, she is your mini me. And like, literally uh-huh. we do look a lot alike. And when her daughter kills a deer, like I am like the list of to be called or message like, Hey, she shot a deer. And I love that because I'm her favorite account and I'm somebody she looks up to. And I'm like, if I had that when I was 12, it would be a different story for me, you know, but I can be that for somebody else. And that's, I, another reason why I do it. It's not just for women that I can relate to now as moms, but 
future women, you know, little girls that are looking up to my account and stuff. So I love that. I love everything about it. And I've just really been blessed. And I put myself out there and be like, you know, people are gonna like it or they don't, but hopefully, you know, it will reach someone. Now, do you feel that social media is, is part of the reason why women seem to be growing so much in the community that, you know, they're finally able to connect to other women. So it's kind of, you know, ignited this, this tribe growing through the community. Do you you think maybe that might be part of it? For sure. I think that people are saying like, oh, you know, I've met so many women, you know, over social media, just me and I'm like doing it and like they're doing it too. And I think also, I've also met, you know, I've done a couple other podcasts and one of the podcasts that I did, the, it was a male podcast. And he's like, you know, I really want my wife to get into hunting. She was really intimidated by using a compound boat. He's like, but you use a crossbow. So I think I might just buy her one. And I was like, do it, dude. You know, like, that's awesome. I think a lot of men are also like, you know, I would like to do this. I love the outdoors so much. My wife would do it, but she's not going to do it the way I'm doing it. But because there's women sharing their way of doing it, maybe I'll change or do it so we could do it together. And that's amazing. I think that's great too. Um, So hopefully in the future, we'll just see like this amazing growth and more companies um, showing that too, because I feel like some of the companies too don't always highlight, you know, like the women's line is the last thing (laughs) to be like updated or something, you know? And so, um, yeah, hopefully that we'll see, we'll see more of that, but I definitely think social media has opened up a door for women to connect with other out like like like-minded women. Yeah. I think the, the population of women out there that are connected and it's, it's, just constantly blossoming. Right. So even, and like you said, the outdoor companies are starting to catch wind of that and realizing that the amount of women that are out there doing this, there's a supply and demand for it. So a lot of those companies are starting to have to step their game up and supply it. Otherwise there's women companies out there that are going to bring it out. Like, like DSG does amazing. One of our sponsors, girls with guns, like, um, you know, Proas, all these companies are out there creating by women for women clothing because so many yeah. of these other gender unspecifics are not following suit enough to supply what these women need or when they do supply it it's very like slim pickings and they're not giving you you know as diverse of a selection as the men's and i think that over the last i would say 2 to 3 years it's really really bloomed into something spectacular and i i would say in the next couple of years it's going to grow even more our numbers just keep going up and the community just keeps building. The sisterhood has been incredible. And it's, it's really awesome to watch all of these women, especially you, Bethany, like what you're doing. It's really awesome. And it doesn't go unnoticed, inspires so many women to get out there. And it's really important that women like you, like Linda, the girls from our team, um, even other groups, like we try to share other groups because we're not just about ourselves. It's about getting women in the outdoors. So it doesn't matter what organization or company you're working for, if you all have the same mission, you support each other and you grow together because at the end of the day, the demographic of women is endless that want to get out there and sharing it on social media is allowing people that aren't in your your immediate area to see that and learn from it and grow from it. So 
I just really enjoy watching your journey through all this, especially as a mother. Um, you know, I only have two kids and when we first started chatting and you told me you had five, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. And then to hear <laughs> how much your husband's deployed um, and just your homeschooling and all of that, like those are the real struggles that women mothers need to see to know that they can get out there and do it too, that they don't have the limitations that you, that the society has put on them. Um, and to get the kids outdoors and as yours get older, to get them out there even more with you. Um, and I know you said your mom hunts, do you ever get the chance to hunt with your mother? So I hunted with her like as a kid, you know, like this, or we always had some type of badger problem, coyote problem, <laughs> like something like that around the house, but we never really hunted until recently we went hunting. Uh, my mom suffered actually a really bad accident elk hunting a couple of years ago. She went with my brother and some family. And so she hasn't been hunting until this year. It's been two, about two years since her accident in Colorado. And um, so she doesn't really, you know, she is disabled now because of that. And, um, but yeah, we actually went hunting for the first time this year and uh, since my adulthood. And, but you know, my, like I said, my mom never really went hunting growing up because, you know, my dad always got invited to go hunt. She never really did. But I learned how to field dress, butcher myself, my own deer from my mom. My dad doesn't even like doing that. And so my mom always, everything that I learned was from my mom. And so, yeah, it, even though I haven't hunted with her, I've learned a lot from her. And um, it's just, you know, she loves it. That is a full circle moment to see. And so, uh, yeah, my kids love going out to her house because like they still live on the 55 acres. And so they're always like, that's where my son just trapped the armadillo that was bothering her chickens. And so she hired my brother or my son to go, um, trap it. And so he was like, okay. And so he was like, I did my first trapping job. (laughs) So (laughs) that's awesome. I'm going to have to come down there and uh, trap with him. I've never trapped an armadillo. I think that'd be kind of cool to to see. Yeah. <laughs> we have like a family of beavers on our duck pond. And so that might be like our next adventure. I might be like asking some questions because there is so, there, there's like probably like five. There's probably like five beavers at this pond. They've had, their den is so big, they split the pond in half. Oh. Yes, it's humongous. And so, uh, yeah, we're gonna, ha- it, it, we're gonna have to deal with them because they're not very friendly to duck dogs. So, <laughs> well, he, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make a trade with you. I'll come down and he can show me how to trap an armadillo and I'll show you how to trap a beaver. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell him, he'll be like, okay, when's she coming? No. <laughs> yeah, right. He loves it. He loves it. So we normally try to keep these to roughly about an hour. Um, so before we sign off, I, I wanted to ask, do you have any advice to give to anybody who's starting out, you know, not sure they, they want to get into the outdoors, whether it's the hunting, fishing, they're not really sure how to, but, you know, some advice that maybe you would give to somebody brand new out there. Oh, don't be scared to ask the question and it's okay to be vulnerable um, and don't be scared to learn something. And, um, you know, there's a lot of organizations like the NWTF that have local chapters that do mentored hunts. Um, you know, here in Oklahoma, there's even women like that they do mentored hunts every year. And the 
wildlife departments a lot of times have classes, you know, lives, you know, I know Oklahoma Wildlife Department does an amazing job. They do, you know, ask a biologist days where you can just hop on a live. Nobody can see you. You can just type it in, ask some questions to your local biologist. Um, and I love that. I love that they do those things. So don't be scared to ask questions, you know, call the department up, just hey, do you know who I can get in touch with? Most of the time they're going to connect you with somebody. And um, I think that uh, a lot of hunters you're not, are not going to be able to be successful if they don't have that mentorship or try to connect themselves with somebody, even if it's online, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Like I always tell people all the time, I've had women say like, oh, I don't, I don't mean to bother you or thank you for taking the time. I'm like, girlfriend, I'm a mom just like you. Like message me anytime. I love answering the questions. And so I always like, I do not put myself on a pedal stool. Like I, girl, I, I, I'm cleaning macaroni off the floor too, you know? So, uh, I, I think it's great. I, I, you know, I think it's great that whenever people call or, I mean, message me and, and ask me questions. So yeah, a new hunter, definitely don't be afraid to ask a question or reach out to somebody because, um, chances are they're going to be, you know, willing to help. And if the first person isn't keep asking because, you know, there is somebody that will. Yeah. I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, I enjoy following you. I've enjoyed the friendship that we have have got whenever we were in uh, Real Camo Girl together. And I just, you truly are an inspiration. You really are. I know some days you probably feel like I want to throw my hands up in the air and walk away. But trust me, we are watching you. We love what you're doing. Um, and, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you guys for having me on anytime. I love what you guys are doing and I can't wait to see where, I mean, like it's grown so much already and I can't wait to see where it goes and live in the wild. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And I really appreciate all the encouragement because even though I pour into a lot of people, it's so nice to hear, to be poured back into. And I feel like that's what you guys do. All your posting, everything that you do, our private messaging. And I'm like, you know, these are just my tribe of people and I love being around them. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of Women of the Wild podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or would like to check out our website, it is www.womenofthewild.net. We post different events and everything that we've got going on. We would really like to also thank our sponsors, ACC Crappie Sticks, Girls with Guns, Southern Snare, Sawmill Creek Baits and Lures, RMC Custom Calls, Atlantic Coral Enterprise, Blast and Cast Guide Service, Epler Fur, Feather Moon Calls, Shangalaya Safari, Dr. Josh Farr, Children's Books, and Shelly Emmer with Dirty Girl Guide Service. Thank you all and hope that you tune in in two weeks for our next episode.